It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And he don't need another hero. He don't need another way home. All he wants is life beyond the Thunderdome. It's Murray. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Yes, let's rage on. This may be a very rage-filled episode, which I'm very excited about. But first, we are going to... Oh, I can't even get my shit together. No, this isn't it. Yeah, this Jim. isn't it. What this isn't it. What's all? What is all this? This week on the podcast, okay, then. we're going to talk about three films we saw in theaters. That's a lot. Some streaming movies we viewed. Open Rage, Merman Minute, The List. Will Rai Rai make the undoubted list? Just wait to find out. Rage or Dare. Then we sign off and focus our attention on all the horror event podcasts to get caught up. Which reminds me, everybody who's listening, please also check out All The Horror 18 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you go to allthehorror18.wixsite.com and then also check out scaresthatcare.org. Be prepared next week when we will be doing our special spooky edition of the horror with the best little whorehouse in Philly and Georgie. Georgie, just like in that It Clown movie. Sure. Well, what did we see in theaters? But wait, I have a commercial first. That's what I'm waiting for, mate. Shoot the flick. I love these guys. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot, shoot the Flick! Oh, I love All those guys. Then. Oh, they're the best buddies on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's Instagram. Oh, Instagram. You it's don't want people inst- to get confused in Twitter. It's punching I-N-S-T-O. Instagram? It's an Twitter. Instagram. No, that's wrong as well. Instagrams? I don't know. Maybe It's like when you weigh your potatoes. Instagrams on the on the. I don't know. Potato wheel. I don't know anything about the social medias. That's right. Well, you're better off, trust me. Just search, shoot the flick. I'm not going to say that five times fast. And tell Frankie and Scotty Film Rage sent you. What's that? All right. Yeah. Okay, then. Let's talk movies. Ah, what we saw in theaters last week. Uh-huh. Well, we saw On the Rocks, a new Bill Murray uh, movie with uh, directed by Sofia Coppola. Isn't it more of a Sofia Coppola movie with Bill Murray in it? I would say. Sure. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, daughter reconnects with her dad. That's pretty much the movie. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it, yeah. Uh, I did not expect this to be a wacky comedy, but that's sort of what it is. Uh, with some fairly formulaic and ridiculous situations, it plays out like an episode of Three's Company. Only it's well-written and funny. Bill Murray is in top form as... And uh, Rashida Jones is able to play off his brilliance. This movie has one major fault. And that is its uninspired ending with everyone just sort of forgiving each other and moving on with no real motivation to do so. But I guess sometimes that's the way it is with family. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not my family. Still, I hate some of the bitches in my family. <laughs> still ending aside, this movie had great 
performances and many laugh out loud moments, which at the end of the day, even though I had a major issue with the ending. Don't do it. It's not. Don't do it. Don't do it. It is Mondo. It is not Mondo. It is so not a Mondo. Mondo. No, it's not. Okay, now let me break this down for you. Break it down. So we saw this at, um, as you can see, like I said, Landmark or Cineplex. Uh, either one of them were playing it. Yeah. It's kind of the big release of last week. Yeah. We saw it at, at uh, someplace. someplace. Landmark. No, Cineplex. Cineplex. Saw it at the West so Hills. We saw it at the Landmark. Oh. So well, maybe that's why I got the West. Uh, you got the, the terrible the, Cineplex I the, version. I got the Cineplex version, and I got which the apparently landmark. is better than the one you watched. No, I don't think so. Sophia Coppola is awesome. I feel may become her. the new and improved old Woody Allen. Okay, I think like Hannah yeah, and her sisters like or it. Alice. I'm on board, especially with this film. Rashida Jones and Bill Murray were great together. Yes, and the subtle comedy was outstanding. Oh. Through the whole first half of the film. So good. Then yeah, the story was yeah, lighter yeah. and calmer than I would expect from Coppola. Come so I was a little surprised. So I was a little surprised. I enjoyed the film a lot. Me too. But I found the end kind of lost me. Yeah. When it got all predictable and, ex and expected and not as powerful as I had hoped it would be. Yeah, maybe that's In family. fact... At the end, when we walked out of the theater, my wife turned to me, and the only thing she said was, meh. She did not. Yes, she did. <laughs> and that was pretty much summed up my thoughts. I liked it, but did not love it. This was not the same level of intensity that I was expecting from the same director as Lost in Translation. No, but this was a totally different movie. She's, I, she's branching out. I, I So she's writing Three's Company skits Yeah. Now? Come Dude, and knock on no, our door. No. We've been waiting for you. No. Where the kisses are hers and I believe hers. this was like three's company. This was like some there was a writer up until the That's middle TV of the movie. Price. And I'm and I'm and I'm pointing this direct at you because he's madly in love with Sophia Coppola. So that's why he's he can't see the flaws in this movie. Oh, I saw but there them. was a different there but he's choosing not to. So you heard it here first 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 folks. I'm not, not choosing not to. Yeah. No, Some, you're choosing not to because this was two separate films. The front of the film, was which was great. Fantastic. And then the back end of the film, which lost all its comedy and all of its originality and all of its I Coppola. Would, I would say the last five minutes were, no, were, fi not, were not fantastic. No, it was like right from the time. No, 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 no. And then no, no, no. Five minutes is not enough to go back. There was a lot of bad eh. that happened in the back half of this movie. Okay, right. well, I guess you can't. You know, when you, it's kind of like, so Murray, you know when we hate some of the films that you have so much love for from yes, the 80s? I know. This is exactly, that. you should now understand Murray better. This was Mondo. This was not Mondo. This Bill was Murray, a man. Bill Murray was in Mondo. He was a Mondo. This could have been a Mondo. Yeah, it Rashida Jones. Mondo. Rashida Hoping. Jones. She was, she was awesome. She, she was, was also she, awesome. She was Mondo. Yeah, actors don't make Mondos. That's true. Direction, story, and actors make Mondos. Oh, there was Murray, a lot. let's was, hear what you had to say on this one. Well, there is probably no bigger Bill Murray fan than me. It's true. I do love the Murray. Mm -hmm. I love Murray all the time. Um, and and well, he's loving himself right Lost now. Lost in Translation, one of my favorite all-time movies. And yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be just like that. No. But I figured with the same director, same actor, it would have the same kind of intensity, sharp edge. Yes. Intensity. Well, not Three's Company taking over moments. the back end of the no, movie. No, Three's and Company, but well-written. For the most part. <laughs> uh, and funny. Bill, Bill Murray and Rashida, they had great chemistry. They did. They did. Uh, she obviously has some talent. Um, unfortunately, her character was just blah. Like... I I don't know like no. she the whole movie she thought that her husband was cheating on her and based well, she on wasn't her, completely sure her, ba her based fire, on fire. based on her life yeah he probably would have been because she yeah. was boring she, like I know you have kids and stuff but she like she dressed in sweats gray sweats no all the wonder time. he was thinking of like I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big fashion uh, fashionista but 
Man, her, her wardrobe was horrible. Yeah. Like, not, not even when she's down in Mexico or whatever, she couldn't even, like, brighten it up a little bit. She still had a frumpy dress on. What are we... What are we... Th- we're critiquing but, her wardrobe? This no, is, but it, it, it made the character... This is Joan Rivers' minute moment. Who wore it best? It, what are we doing here? It made her a boring character. And they cast as her husband, Damon Wayans, who was What's supposedly one of the... Funny Wayans character uh, brothers. He's also now becoming who, a dramatic exactly. actor. Who was not funny was just no. boring. His character was boring too. He was kind of boring. So but yeah, that was what his job was. He was supposed to be. It he made, was. They it, said, "Okay, here, what you got to do, Damon? You have to pretend to be boring. that you're Mr. Potato in this yeah, movie." Exactly. He was, and a he potato. nailed it. That's he was not, a potato. He, played, he said, "We want you to pretend you're Mark Ruffalo playing this character," and he nailed it. Yeah. So the moments when. When Bill and Rashida were out in the city having their adventures, hilarious. And good. And I suspect On the Rocks has more to do with their drinking than her marriage, because they got drunk wherever they went. They did do a lot of drinking. Which I enjoyed. But yeah, the story itself, and yeah, again, the ending was... So it was a meh then? It was a high meh, but it was a meh. So two mehs and a mondo, people. It was mondo. It was meh. No. And you can fight for it all you want. And say it all you but want. Don't make Three's it Company does, has never made a Mondo episode, even if when I, it's well written. I don't know. I had a few. Until now. <laughs> nope. Okay. What Mondo. else did we see? We saw. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah. We saw the war with Grandpa. War with Grandpa now we're talking about I, a Mondo. I dragged Jim too, knowing he probably wouldn't like it because it looked kind of stupid. But I thought it'd be funny. I mean, you got seniors throwing dodgeballs at kids. Oh, I know, hilarious. right? It doesn't love so that. Funny. It, doesn't <laughs> <love> that. <laughs> it was like dodgeball, but for like, grandpas. Yeah. So oh, this is like the third movie so with with De Niro and Christopher Walken. Uh, of course, the first being the Deer Hunter. Uh, this was not quite. <laughs> this, was deer, this was deer hunter quality this and the one second one was some stupid thing called mistress which apparently had nothing to do with with women or sex it was something it was a screenplay in hollywood and i'm like i don't know it, it bombed whatever it was so i i consider this the second movie with the two of them but yeah he was he, he, he was <laughs> a good you can forget uh, about that one he was please forget about this one um and actually eugene levy was actually supposed to be in this Oh. He was cast. This movie was shot three years ago. Yeah, I know. And he was supposed to be in it originally. And I looked, and he's not even a producer. Like, he's gone. Hmm. So I don't know if they replaced him with Cheech. I don't know what. But I would have loved to have seen Eugene Levy throw dodgeballs awesome. at kids. Would have been awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was based on a children's book. So you was it? Pretty expected that's that. what it was going to be. And Apparently, you should have done some research. Yeah, there you have. go. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what we got. We got a, a Disney Channel... Uh, Original. Um, yeah. Uh, homage to Home Alone, I guess. You could so, say. what do you think? Um, Was it as Mondo? Uh, it's definitely not a Mondo. Uh, I, I would definitely give it a high meh. I mean, they had some a scenes. high meh? High. I might go higher. You might go higher. Yeah, I was actually surprised. <laughs> When Jim turned to me and said, "This was actually ten times better than I thought it would be," and that just—I uh, just about fell down right there. Ten times zero is still zero, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it had some funny moments. Uh, I didn't like the kid very much. It wasn't very likable. Uh, but the he rest was of the bad was guy good. And, and Uma Thurman was good. And little uh, also uh, Uma Thurman was trivia. good. Now, U- now Uma Thurman and Christopher Walken. Both, I'm next. They both played Batman villains. Oh my so, god! Sweet. Go. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I thought of it. Oh, I can't wait. Cheech, De Niro, Walken, Thurman, solid cast. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Dr. Quinn. I went into this expecting a terrible film that would be predictable and annoying. And it already had started at, as Bryce had maybe alluded to, a zero. But it was actually a one because I figured... Christopher Walken's in it. This is one of Bryce's things. Christopher Walken's in it, and he's funny for two minutes. It takes it to a meh. So I'm just right. pre-warning people. That was one case. No, that's every case. You just literally gave Sofia Coppola's meh movie a mondo. So your taste this week is not necessarily the judgment. Whatever. So first off, what are the things I did not like about this movie? Okay. Number one with a bullet uh-huh. is Uma Thurman. She's- Pretty much the entire film... She was practically just dialing it in, and I did not feel she had any intensity that we would expect from an actress of her caliber. So that was the first thing I did not like. Sorry, Marie. I thought she was terrible. 
predictability was pretty constant through this entire, what did you call it? Made for Disney movie? Yeah, basically. But the predictability Very good. became a warm glow as this film started out with a bang. Yes, seniors abusing the condescending grocery manager. With one even throwing a tomato. That was when good. the guy threw the tomato, I lost my shit. I thought that was the funniest scene they could have put in that movie. What is wrong with you two? It was hilarious. The tomato was the best thing. It's what like is, all this stuff is coming at him, and then all of a sudden the guy winds up and throws love a is tomato when, at him. When, yeah, De Niro is like on the ground, and all these, these seniors, and this old lady comes up and starts defending him and starts beating up on <laughs> it was awesome. the clerk. I know. The fa- this fact alone made me laugh for literally five solid minutes in this movie. <sighs> that, on top of all the genuine interaction that I felt De Niro had with his family, made this a heartwarming, fun family adventure that I did not hate being on. I went in thinking I was going to be annoyed by the annoying kids, which I normally do, but I only really wanted to punch him in the face for about the first ten minutes, and then they just kind of grew on me. Minutes. Also, the little sister, played by Poppy Gagnon, was, in my opinion, one of the 3% of kids that are so adorable, you just want to hug them up and pinch their little cheeks. They are Totes little cutie adorable. pies. Were you watching the same movie yeah, as me? Yeah, she's adorable. Oh, God. And even your girlfriend thinks she's adorable. And she loved and she knows, And she knows what's good. Mm-hmm. The rest of the kids, eh, they weren't as annoying as I thought they would be. Gets a PG-rated Becky meets the parents, meh, for adorable kids with good writing and not what? making me hate a PG-rated kids movie. Notice how I didn't mention Home Alone? Yes. Oh, cover my ears and scream. Ah! I'm now going to use Becky for the new generation of Home Alone-like movies. Yeah. Favorite line? Fish and relatives stink after three days. Are you done? Yep. I believe he is. Did you say good writing in your review? Yes, I did. <sighs> what is wrong with you? It was almost almost as good as Sofia Coppola's writing in the last half of her movie. Just about. <sighs> I'm sorry. What did you rate it? It's a meh. Okay. Because Christopher Walken, he's funny. It was awesome. Teach Marin. Tomatoes. <clears throat> Okay, The War with Grandpa. That's what it was called, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He died in his sleep while skydiving. (laughs) That line was delivered by Christopher Walken, and it was the only thing that was funny in the whole movie. Yeah, no. This was beyond bad. I am now worried for Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Cheech Marin, Uma Thurman, and Jane Seymour, as they must be pretty hard up for cash to be in this. This sat on the shelf since 2017, and it took the pandemic we are currently in for it to see the light of day. It is sad that theaters are so hard up that they would waste one of their screens on this trash. Of course, what do I know? As this was what the number one movie of last week. Exactly, dum-dum. Of course, Hocus Pocus from 1993 starring Bette Midler was number three. Yes. So that must say something about the health of our cinemas, but I digress. Rage, rage, rage. This movie was borderline unwatchable. Aww. You guys are broken. So no. glad we made them watch it. Then. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, this, this, if nothing else, I've been rewarded wholeheartedly. Yes, me too. <laughs> and he said he wasn't going to watch it, so I'm kind of glad he did. Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Okay, well, let's move on because uh, I could probably talk about how much funny things were in that movie. Good. Like the whole dodgeball game. That was awesome. Cheech Marin's teeth. Cheech Marin's teeth. That was trying to catch his teeth. (laughs) It was streaming uh, consciousness of of actual dodgeball. Yeah. With old people and kids. It was awesome. Why are we still... Just let's move on. I don't want to talk about this Uh, freaking piece of crap anymore. Oh, poor. Do you want to talk about Sofia Coppola? Yeah, let's talk about Sofia Coppola. That's and how terrible the back end of that film was. It wasn't that bad. It, it was, was terrible. actually quite good. No, it wasn't. You even called it. Like, that is not no, a... No, that no, is no. not a... That said, is not... I said the no, very, no, 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 no. The very, you cannot throw something out there and not have people pick it up. The, you used the words 
The very, Ed Murray, what's that? The very end. Terrible television show that he actually brought out. Yeah, but Three's Company. Now with, it's in my mind. I can't get rid of it. It with, was a Three's Company episode. But with good writing. Yeah, no, that's that's. And it was funny. No, no, that's no, that's none of that is true. It's all true. No. I am a teller of truth. That's what I'm known for. Yes, and the war with Grandpa was not. People as say describe describe Bryce is is in a couple of words, and they say he's a truth teller. That's not what they say. That's what they say. Maybe to your face. No, I've I've heard I've overheard them when they not when they knew I wasn't there. I've overheard people saying that about me. You should hear some of the things I say. I mean, other people have said. <laughs> All right, move on to this other thing. Hope and gap. Hope gap. Okay, hope gap. Yeah. So let's talk this about hope is gap. Written and directed by William Nicholson, stars Annette Bening, Bill Nye, the acting guy. Nice. Josh O'Connor and a bunch of other people. But those are the main main ones. I never know how to say his name. Some so, I've seen it Nye, but some Bill people Nye. are saying Nye. Some people say Nye. 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 It's just better to call him Bill Nye, the then, acting guy. Then it can be the acting guy. Right. If he's it Bill Nye, the acting Bill guy. Bill Nye, the like, acting guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It kind of uh, fits. Anyways. First, I have to mention... How much I love Annette Benning, by the way. And, and Bill Nye, the acting guy. Mm-hmm. I had real issues at the very beginning listening to Annette Benning in this, and you know what I'm going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. As her accent from the very beginning was awful. It must have changed seven times. Was she doing Scottish? Was she doing Irish? Was she doing British? I couldn't tell. It wasn't consistent. But after a few missteps, I want to say the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, it was awful. And... Then she finally got it in order because, as you know, by this point, I was already annoyed. Mm. So I started really focusing in on everything she <laughs> Forget said. Forget everything else. For everything else, Let's the dialogue, nothing, nothing mattered at that point. But yes, I felt she really got it under control. And the last, what is that, 90 minutes or whatever, it was fantastic. The acting in this was incredible. Wasn't the story it? and the characters were so well developed. I love the arc of Annette and her son, Josh O'Connor. <clears throat> there are so many complex feelings that come from, from Benning's character and the son's journey were equally, equally rewarding. It was a great ending to a great family dynamic film. I loved every single thing about this. Favorite line, marriages don't bleed, but it's still a murder. Or this one actually made me laugh for about five minutes too. So yes. it's not as equal as the tomato. Oh, it's just stop with the tomato. <clears throat> I thought there was three unhappy people, and now there's only one. Yeah. That was the line. It was the truest thing it that was could the, ever be spoken. Too. I know, right? It was it's so like, good. It's like, you know what? That was what snapped her out of it. It's Right? Yeah, there were three unhappy people, and now there's only two. Or now one. there's only one. Sorry, one. So what do you think? It's a, it's a super mondo for super me. Super mondo? Bill Nye's mondo. This performance as Edward is one of my favorite ones of the year. This was award-worthy stuff. Uh, so you were, like, infatuated with Annette Benning. I was more infatuated oh, with, with Bill's. No, I prefaced this at the beginning that they were both awesome. Yes. Um, this story of Grace and Edward's marriage coming to an end after 29 years is lifted beyond its, its potential by the performance of Bill Nye, in my opinion. The writing is also very good with little attentions to detail, such as Grace and Edward having desks in the same room, but looking out different windows with very different views. Kind of parallels them. The scene where Edward asks Grace why she always drinks only half her tea, with Grace responding, I suppose it's because I don't like things to end. Was a road was a roadmap for the rest of the story. Yes, this movie is very very good. But is it Mondo? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's definitely better than Sofia Coppola's movie. <laughs> the performance of Bill Nye is enough to make this Mondo. So I say yes. Bill Nye takes this movie from a high high meh to Mondo with the performance of the year. This was Mondo. He was great. They, you know what I. I love the complexity of these characters. Yep. I I thought the writing was very oh, on point for the whole the movie. The writing was so good. Even the, with Bill the, Nye. The director was good. The way that he... It, just every, yeah. It was, it was this very is, well made. This so. is probably going to be in my top 10. I, wow. The emotions. Yeah. And a lot of that, you know, I could really connect with, with Benning's character in it. 
because I mean, she's the real focus of the story. Bill Nye is somewhat of a peripheral character, to to be in my opinion. He not that he didn't do an outstanding oh, job because he was, he, was he was brilliant. But he's brilliant in everything, so it's not like this. I I he blew me away. Like he's he's always brilliant, but this performance blew me away. Oh, but but even like even um, what's his face, uh, Josh O'Connor. He did a great job too. Like he's he, good. He, he his character was 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 kind of the anti-Christ Kim, Kim kind made, of. Kim made me watch an episode of The Crown after so I could watch him as Prince Oh, Charles. that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It actually was pretty it good. It wasn't as terrible it as you was, thought? It was all right. Murray, he just said something about TV. I yeah, know. I know. Isn't that against the rule? I it mean, is a little bit. Yeah. But he also so brought he, in... He already brought up Priest Company, so yeah. I guess we're just Come breaking rules. Breaking rules all along. That's, that's true, he is. Wow, that was Journey. Murray, did you end up seeing this one? No. no. Funny no, enough, it's it. actually on TV because I saw it on Crave the other night. <laughs> what? It's already So on I could have watched it, but, you know, work. I was supposed that. to get a release early in the year, and then COVID happened. And, and then, then shit. And then, well, Crave so got then, a hold of it, then. so they have it now. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. So well, check can, it out where you, you can. You can watch it, it at home on your TV screens if you have. Oh, Great. this is a real good warning for someone's rage. Just saying. Aww. All right. Well, what do you say? We dance. Are we right. dancing? Yeah, we doing? We're... Oh, yeah, we're not doing the other one. I forgot. No. What other one? The is other there one. another one? No, the thing that we're not doing anymore. A dancing. There's a yeah. thing we're not doing anymore? No, not this week. We're dancing. I don't even know what we're not doing. Streaming. Anymore. Oh! Motherfucking streaming. We're just streaming. And Murray, did you do any something? Hey, before we no do that, though, what's, streaming. what's coming out next Bryce? week, Jim? <laughs> hey, Bryce, have you been doing some streaming? No, I was just wondering what's coming out next week. And we don't want to talk about it because <laughs> it's not worth it. All right, fine. And we're not going to necessarily be here next week. Sort what? Of. Sort of. Also true. We're, you're gonna, there's going to be sort of, a, something don't sort tell of. people untruths. There's going to there, be a podcast There's a special week. edition Ooh, next week. We'll go into that later. Yeah. You're always just getting way ahead of things, Jim. Ah, I didn't get ahead of anything. Marie knew everything that was happening. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Re- what were we talking re- about? Read my emails. Dick Johnson is dead. He no, isn't. Really? No. No, he's not. That's disappointing, then. Yeah, it's kind of false advertising. <laughs> I feel like there's a lawsuit that could be filed. Could totally, be filed. I'll sue. All right, so Dick Johnson Get is him, dead. Tiger. Documentary, I guess, from 2020. <sighs> okay, unique documentary that is funny and sad all at the same time. The filming of Dick Johnson dying over and over again, Groundhog Day style, was for the most part quite amusing, and the overall contrast between the humor and the heartfelt moments was well executed. This film, in which so much was based in fantasy, is one of the more real films you will experience. The love that Kirsten Johnson, the director of this film, has for her father, who is starting to reel from the effects of dementia, is quite clear. And it seemed to be a type of therapy for everyone involved in the process. I like this one a lot. It was a high man. Oh, there you go. You liked it a lot. Well, this doc, in my opinion, suffers from the trailer is better than the film syndrome. Hmm. It seemed like this doc was going to be hilarious and fun. It was. And it was at times... But there was, in my opinion, too much time with the director talking too much with her dad and not really showing the hard items, in my opinion, that needed to be shown that were happening in this film that we did not see. Okay. There was too much, I think, pain that was being that was happening around. We just got to see little snippets, which, in my opinion, when she'd come in afterwards and start talking about... The fact that, you know, this is this and this is that. We never saw that. We never saw the downside of her dad. No, and I think that was the point. Yeah, I I know. But what I'm thinking is I didn't enjoy it as much because I was expecting that. Okay. I was expecting two things. Number one, I was expecting to see the actual package of the movie that she was creating for her dad dying all the time. But we just saw little clips sprinkled here and there between different things. Mm. They had that one scene that had... A lo- like it was like the big grandiose scene, which I was expecting to see be as the end. Yeah, and it wa- it was just I don't think it was edited the way that I was hoping that it would end up being. I yeah, didn't hate this fair. movie. That's fair. I didn't hate it. Um, I I just think that 
I think what should have happened is she should have wrote it and someone else should have directed it. I think we would have got a more real story than what we got, which was maybe it's just a love letter to her dad and she wants him to see it before she goes. And that's good. But when you have a documentary that you're advertising, he's dead. Mm. Not that I, can't, I wanted him to die because I'm glad that he's not because he's a yeah. cool dude. But I think that she didn't make it as hard for us to watch as it could have been if it was in a different director's because it's her own dad. I don't think she wanted us to see that his demise like she did her mom. Yeah, so, exactly. So it caused it to still stay in math for me. Otherwise, if I, I think there was harder things to watch in this, I would have given it a Mondo. Hey, Jim. What? Speaking of she should have wrote it and someone else should have directed <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's talk about the 40-year-old version. Aunt Virgin. Virgin. Yes. Radha is a down-on-her-luck New York playwright who is desperate for a breakthrough before 40. Reinventing herself as a rapper, Ragamus Prime. Ragamus Prime? Ragamus Prime. Ragamus like, Prime. Like Optimus. She, oh, yeah, like Optimus. <laughs> Just getting that now? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I didn't even see it. I saw when it was in the When it was in the movie. Anyway... Uh, I thought this was cool, and I liked kind <laughs> of how it was written. Yeah. Uh, and from from this, in my opinion, hilarious black woman going through midlife crisis. Yep. When she turns forty, so quick wit, written, mm-hmm. with quick humor and creative comedy and rap. Mm. And I'm not even a fan of rap. But I do like spoken word and poetry slam. So mm. I was really enjoying that part of the movie. I found I laughed pretty much through the first 40 minutes. And then shit got super serious. Almost the Coppola syndrome from we talk, I talked earlier. And stayed that way through the end of the film. I Coppola liked it a lot. Syndrome. Yeah, that's my new term for that. Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot, but I found it a little predictable and turned more mainstream and not as edgy as the film, I think started with it started edgy and went mainstream um gets a funny as fuck but then took a turn to a cutesy man i'm really looking forward to seeing what rada does next yeah my favorite line was dry vag and sleepy tits Mm. yeah delicious delicious (laughs) all right so the 40 year old version First off, I have to say that I like Rada Blank, who is yeah. the star, writer, and director of this film. Uh, that was evident after watching this movie. The movie, on the other hand, had some shining moments, but on the whole, it was just okay. The scenes with Josh Whiteman, I mean Whitman, played by Reed Burney, were quite amusing, while shining a spotlight on something worthwhile can sometimes fall into the traps of commercialism. Uh, There's an honesty to this movie that got punctuated by the cutaway interviews with members of the Harlem community. Most of this really worked well. The limited use of color that was splashed into this were effective. I am guessing that Rada has had her work compromised in the past by outside forces, and that would explain why she chose to direct this. However, I feel this could have been a more cohesive experience in the hands of a more experienced director. I wish she wouldn't have directed this. I think it could have been really, really good. Yeah. Without her doing but, everything. But did you think, did you get the same feeling as me? Is that it was almost like two two acts. And the first act had all that great comedy and edginess and grittiness that the film, that was I was expecting. Yeah. And then it just kind of slowly started to develop into this, it, into this mainstream kind of love story. Honestly, Jim, it was just too long. This clocked in at over two hours. And for this story, I'm not sure we needed that long to tell it. Yeah. And I think that it had you had your, your two halves of the movie, but the back third was... You know, it was an mm. hour of the funny and a half hour. of. I think it wouldn't have dragged as much yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. Um, still likable characters, funny bit, yep. bits, but it's a man. I'm, I'm super looking forward either to more of her writing. Oh, I want to see or her more. maybe her next direction. Yeah. Well, because maybe this is such a personal journey for her. Yeah. It's, again, I, I, maybe this is it. The This 40-year-old version and the, the film we just talked about, these are cases where they're too close to the project. Yeah. And I think and, sometimes oh, when you're too close to a project, it do, you you're not getting I truly its be- full benefit. Yeah, maybe. I truly believe that 
that she's had work in the past that you know that she's done yes that probably got twisted in a way that she was like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not really what i what intended. you wanted and so i think she just with this she got the okay to do everything and yeah. she said i'm doing everything that way it gets done the way i want it and for that much respect however i wish she would have found just someone she trusted to direct it yeah and went that way well it was, and i guess I if you're gonna she, write it i think it. she probably fell in love with everything she filmed because this this coming in at over two hours it, this is not an over two hour story Plot. to tell. yeah, yeah. no so. yeah uh, agreed but i love her and i, I look I forward to too. seeing her more i look forward to, to seeing her yeah. name as a writer more i i think she's great she could be in everything and i'd be happy cool Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so the Cleansing Hour streaming on... Shutter. Shutter. Actually, the previous two were on Netflix. Both so. on Netflix. Yep. Yeah. So this was on Shutter. Dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. No, no. That's the Shutter. The dum, dum. Dum, dum. Yeah. That's what... When you click on to Shutter, it goes... Dum, dum. Oh, yeah. And then it's got the actual John Carpenter music. Dum, dum. Anyways. Dun, dun. Dum, dum. <laughs> hey, I did it really good that time. That was good. <laughs> dum, dum. Okay. What did we see? The cleansing? Sometimes I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> um, the cleansing hour. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> did you feel cleansed after seeing this movie? No. This was based on a short from 2016 directed by the same dude, Damien Lovett. Uh, the story of a staged online exorcism that goes wrong is a decent enough concept. The effects were okay and the actors were okay. Some of the characters were not developed as much as I think was needed, especially the eventually possessed Lane. Not sure how this all came together. It just, just makes for a fairly enjoyable journey. It was a man. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I got one more thing. Oh, what? Dum, dum. Oh, there you go. Now I feel completely satisfied. Ah, oh, satisfied. Yes, man. CGI demon hell. Oh, wow. Introduce. <laughs> Sorry, let me start again. CGI demon hell. It had a very interesting plot idea, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Nothing really horrifying, and the concept of a fraud priest pretending to be something no. is not new or original, but I felt that this integration to the audience was done okay. Yeah. I mean, were you surprised that a priest wasn't being honest about something? No, that's it's kind part, of their part thing. Of the, for the course. Kind of their thing, isn't what it? they put down on their resume to exactly. get hired. Exactly. And plus a few other I don't things. know. Do they apply for those jobs? I don't know how I don't that, think they just, I don't know how that works. They just come out of the seminary. Just Here you go. Here, I'm a priest. Uh, there's probably other questions, but who oh. knows? Okay. Did not love this film, but I also did not hate it. Yeah. Even with all the crappy CGI, and there was a lot of crappy CGI I know, in this movie. I don't movie. know why it didn't bother me as much as it know, did you, because I'm usually, a, I'm usually raging about CGI. I know, but this probably because there was real blood with terrible CGI. I just think that the pool lowered the bar so low. Yeah, that, that we couldn't that, get any that, wet worse than CGI. it's like, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> You're 100%. 100% right. Uh, I did like the play of the demon and his crazy sense of humor. Oh, or I mean lack of sense of humor. Yes. I did laugh at it a few times, which gets extra points. Gets a sassy drag queen, demon death, evil priest, learns a lesson, low meh. There you go. Mostly for the demon play. Is that a sex thing, by the way? Demon play? Uh, I don't know, but I'll try if it. If not... It should be. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to do some demon, demon play, play tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I don't know what... You have to tell me what it is later, but I'm kind of interested now. I'll try to find out and I'll try to uh, make it happen. We'll see. Sweet. <laughs> Murray's like... Vision blurring. Rage taking over. That's me moving on, by the way. Oh, good. Well done, Murr. <laughs> So, <clears throat> my rage this week stems from the fact that I saw a children's PG-rated film this, this week. I'd be raging about that, too. And I didn't hate it. What? So, the rage is actually at myself. Yeah. 
because this was not me. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Either, I don't Jim. know. This would be the perfect rage movie for me. Just keep because on piling it had, on yourself, but Jim. because it had had terrible, annoying fuckers that I wanted to punch in the face. Yeah. But I didn't. I actually, I had such a good time at this movie. What I don't is know wrong why. with you? You know, I, here's the thing I think it is. And it, really, it's, again, keeping in mind, this rages at myself, so yes. people know. Yes. Because, you know, I, I want to I want to feel the rage that I normally have at these kind of movies. But I just, I just figured that maybe, just maybe, sounds like a line that's coming up from... Uh, the Grinch, mm. maybe, just maybe, my heart grew 10 sizes that big that day. <laughs> no, I think this is what, I, we've talked about this before, and yeah. I think this was the moment that it, it really hit me. When you are in a certain mood, and you go see a movie or you watch a movie, it completely have an effect on your head. There's no question, especially We've, comedies. Yeah, and comedies are one of those things. If you're not, if you think that com comedy is stupid, and and here was the thing that I actually, the movie itself, is one of those movies that you know, it could things could you think could never happen. But in my opinion, this uh, everything that they did to each other wasn't out like outlandishly crazy. Like when you watch Home Alone now, you're like. Okay, first off, those kids would just blow Macaulay Culkin's fucking head off with a gun. There would that that's what makes it even worse when you think about it now. The but this one, because they they had set these rules up. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. I don't want to talk about that movie again. But what I want to say is Apparently you do. I'm <laughs> kind of defending that I'm giving it a math. But I need to I need to get it off my chest. The fact that I say, I think because I was in a joyous mood, in the mood for some silly comedy, and I was with my best bud in the movie theaters. That I was in a joyful place, and so I hate myself because of it. That is my rage this week. You should hate yourself. I really hate myself. Good. This may be the last time that I like that type of movie, but I'm going to say I, I didn't mind it. All right, I've never loved you more. All right, buddy. <sighs> All right. Beat that, bitch. <laughs> they all actually have a rage instead of, I don't know what the heck that was. That was a rage of myself. You're raging at yourself. Uh, my rage this week is Disney and the fact that they are trying. Oh, that's a way better rage. <laughs> and the fact that they are trying to kill the cinema. It seems Disney is gearing up to change their method of distributing content to, content to online streaming. They seem to have a plan to abandon the theaters and have their streaming platform debut basically all their productions. The days of the cinema seem to be numbered because as Disney goes, the rest of the industry tends to follow. This is a dark, dark day for the movie theaters across the world. I told you before when they debuted Mulan online that I was very nervous about the future of the cinema. You did. And with this latest announcement, it seems that my fears have come to fruition. Things have never been more bleak for the movie theaters than they are right now. So I'm begging everyone out there to please buy movie tickets. Go to the theater, save our cinemas, and screw Disney. If you have a subscription to their service, you're voting with your dollars to close down the movie theaters. Please don't be part of the problem. That's my rage. You know, and, I couldn't agree more. Well, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. That's uh, why I will never, ever subscribe to Disney. Yep. Here, here. Yeah. So, uh, I'm kind of dumbfounded because I 100% agree with that. But there was, in addition to your, the announcement, I, what was the announcement that Disney actually said? What did they say? They said we're never something no. something blah 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 something. Basically, they're just they they're re they're rejiggering their whole their whole concept. It's it's going to be on things are going to be debuting online. It's going to be like Mulan. So they're and not going to be and they're, and they're to the moving theaters. towards that complete like to forever now, completely. even when theaters ever come back. Who who knows? But that their initial announcement got them got their stock up immediately. Because everybody's great. We went off because we're not losing money. Because because they're basically just abandoning the theaters. Did if you happen to do just for curiosity? Obviously, I'm not putting you on the spot. Yeah. But did you happen to look into whether or not they've actually made their money back on Mulan yet? Ah, that's an interesting uh, thing that they haven't announced that yet. They, yeah. That, so that's that would actually be... coming up at the the beginning of November when they do their whatever quarterly. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Then they're gonna then they're actually gonna have the numbers for Mulan. But that literally has not been. Because do we also yet. think then, do we, this is just between us dudes, mm -hmm. the sausage party that we have in front of us, do we think that that this is now going to change the price that they put into films? Because if you think of animation, 
the ones that go to the theaters that they've had for theaters have always been higher level animation and that the ones that are go straight to release have less money put into it because they have well on B-list the, on that animators, topic Jim, that that uh, what is it soul whatever soul uh, the Disney production Soul yep, yep. has now been announced that it is not going to theaters anymore. It is going directly online. There you go. So, and this is just a this 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 <coughs> this is a snowball going downhill. Yeah. It's gaining momentum and it's making me sick. Well, and this goes back to easier earlier point that I'd had well, about well, we need to have those movie theaters help this or the movie production houses help the theaters. Absolutely. Well, and let's expand this even further. Further, I mean, what are what are film festivals going to do? All of a sudden, everything that's coming out is going to go directly to VOD. Yeah, it's, it's just what's happening. And yeah. it, all of a sudden, you're not going to. What are they going to program? Yeah. If everything's going to video on demand, yeah. Nobody has to look for a theater anymore to even try to get released in a theater. I mean, this is changing everything, and not for the better. No. Like this is going to kill the cinema. The British, the largest was it's the largest make, British th- movie theater just. Yeah. Just yeah. went out of business and this last all, year, and all the ones in Ontario were ordered closed by yeah. the government. So this is it's just, this is yeah it's, this is now getting more scary. Other than people are still dying with this disease, yes. but th- this could be the death of cinema. Yeah, thanks Disney. Yep, pretty much. <sighs> and that's the whole thing, you know. People follow Disney because Disney's got the money. Disney is evil. They are. Rage subsiding. Me there, <laughs> it's good, man. You're supposed to introduce me. Oh, sorry, the merman minute. Yeah, but wait, Thanks. I like to hear the music. Well, yeah, but I had to do things, I was waiting for the intro. Oh, uh, okay, well, snapper dapple didn't have much of one this week because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we talked a lot about movies, yeah. Uh, one thing everyone here at Film Rage can agree on we hate rom coms, yes, we do. Eh. One thing that drives me well, we nuts hate Bryce is the absurd age difference between the romantic leads. Pretty much in any movie. I can't wait to hear this, by the way. Recently, there was a Kate Winslet film from this year's uh, uh, f- uh, festival yep. called Ammonite. It features a lesbian affair between Winslet and Cersei Ronan, who is 19 years younger. It's not totally unreasonable, Yikes. just a bit uncomfortable. Uh, here are some truly icky wow. connections. <laughs> Okay, I want to hear these icks. Okay, okay, let's hear them. First up, we got Gene Wilder and Kelly LeBrock, Woman in Red. Oh, oh yeah. Way to go, Gene. years. <laughs> he was 51. She was 27 <laughs> years Yeah, younger. that's believable, right? And not so only that, but the plot itself was creepy because basically he stalked her for the whole movie. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Then we got one of my <laughs> least favorite people on the planet, uh, Sean Penn and okay. Emma Stone in... Gangster Squad, which you guys talked about. Uh, 29 so years. so good looking. I mean, maybe it's because he was a gangster in the movie, so they yeah, usually hang sense. around with 18-year-olds. Yeah. Look at uh, the President of the United States. Yeah, but it's like 29, 30-year difference. You're supposed to believe that, that she was supposed to feel anything for him at all. But anyway. Then we have... This one's really creepy. Right. Michael Caine and Michelle Johnson and Blame It on Rio. Oh, God. Which, if you've never seen it, it's a 33 year. And they difference. look it. Could have been his granddaughter. He was 50. She was actually only 17. She wow. had to get permission to be in the movie from the courts. No doubt. Because she wasn't old enough. Did she show her boobies? Do you I remember? Don't, I don't remember the movie. It just, I remember it was bad. But yeah, it, in the film, either. basically, his character has an affair with his best friend's daughter. Yeah. Who sleeps with him on the beach, gives him a naked Polaroid of herself, and eventually tries to commit suicide out of shame. This is a romantic comedy? It's hilarious. It's love. Hilarious. Then we got good old Jack. Jack Nicholson always likes the young women. Yes, he does. Although in this movie, uh, Something's Gotta Give with Amanda Peet. Apparently his character doesn't date women under 30, so that was part of the story, but still. He was too gross to want to date. 35 years. He was 66 years old. And uh, he was, yeah, 35 years older than her. It was just creepy. (laughs) 
Then we got one of my favorites, Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones, an entrapment. <laughs> Interpant? 39 years. Nice. Uh, Is there more? She, she, oh, yeah. There, there's a whole list, but I've only got a few. But, uh, yeah, she was 30 years old, and he was 69 at the time. Yikes. Not only was the ro- romantic thing I, impossible to believe, the He's audience, Sean Connery. The audience is also supposed to believe that a 69-year-old thief would be capable of parachuting down a broken elevator shaft and scaling down buildings. Remember, Catherine Zeta-Jones married Michael Douglas, yeah. so all of a sudden this doesn't seem so far. Still yeah. She still isn't that old. She digs Holy the he, he crap, is now. It's not, a, yeah, no, a, it was it was close. There was there was yeah. it had to be a 30-year She was a Jerry digger. Them. All right, then with these last two are doozies. We got Tom Skerritt and Drew Barrymore in the original Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, forty-two years. Yikes! I know, but that was that was the whole. <laughs> he was fifty-nine, and I guess she was seventeen at the time. Yeah. I don't know. Or, I don't know if she was seventeen because there's a lot of sex scenes in the movie. There's quite a few. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was just twisted. And then the last one, I kind of like that movie. Is uh, uh, you know there are there are some cradle robbing women too. Yeah, uh, the the queen of all is Ruth Gordon and Bud Court in Harold <laughs> and Maude. Oh, wow. that's yeah, but, but that's, that's an awesome movie. It is an awesome movie. Fifty-two years. Yeah, she was Ruth seventy-five. Awesome. He yep. was twenty-three. If nice. I was twenty-three, I would have fallen for Ruth Gordon. Oh, she was great. Uh, apparently, it's a romantic film with the morbid and aimless Harold meeting Maude while attending a funeral of a stranger. It's one of the best yeah. movies it's, ever. It's made. a very good movie. Let yep. the seduction begin. Yeah. Absolutely, and it did. Anyway, yeah, Hollywood just loves to do that. Anyway, that's all. Oh, uh, Murray. We just when we thought we couldn't get more creeped out. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Now I'm gonna think about Harold and Maud tonight. Yeah. You can do that. Okay. The list this week. I didn't come up with anything because you said we had to talk about Ryan somebody. Ryan Gosling that's people. The one. one of the Ryans. Yes. Well He's so dreamy. I put him forward last week. And apparently I was the only one that hadn't seen all his movies. Yeah. So I had to go see his movies. Yeah, pretty. Mu- I think that's all gonna hang on La La Land. I don't know. Maybe not. Because remember, I'm not a big fan of space exploration movies unless uh, they're sci-fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like sci real. I like sci-fi. What first man I like, was I like based sci on a real, real. person? I'm yeah, not- it's, ba- it's based on Neil Armstrong. First man steps on. <laughs> How is that sci-fi? It's, it's not. not. It's That's science fact. Saying. I don't like science fact. I like oh, science fiction. All right then. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back from I have all of mine. You guys have already given yours. Yep. 2013 was Gangster Squad, which was a Mondo. Okay. Only God forgives, which was a Man. Mm. The Big Short was a Mondo. La La Land was a Mondo. Wasn't it though? It was a Mondo. I mean, holy and the reason smokes. why it's a Mondo. The reason why it's a Mondo... I'm going to agree. ...is because it's not really a musical. Okay, well... Kind of is. There is music in it. Yep. But this is a complete homage to the 50s musicals. Absolutely. And it was more about the romance, and it had the perfect ending. And it was just... The absolutely perfect ending. It was just a lot of fun. It was... Yeah. Should have won the Oscar, by the way. No, it shouldn't have. But it was still a Mondo. Yes, it should have. Okay, well... No. Song to Sing was a meh, so that's Mondo meh. Yep. We've got The Nice Guys, which to me was a Mondo. Yep. Blade Runner was a Mondo. Mm-hmm. And this is where we may have some problems, is that First Man was very to, boring. All it has to be is a meh. It was very boring. You're not raging on First Man. And I love Ryan Gosling, but unfortunately, wow, it was a meh. Oh! <laughs> then I had me. to wait for the music to hit that spot. <laughs> Nicely done. You had me going there, Jim. Ryan Gosling. Very upset if you had raged because you're the one who recommended him in the first place. Hey, I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, I had to put him forward because he had enough Mondos in his backpack. In his backpack. So, so uh, we now have a new Undoubted, and it is Ryan Gosling. There you go. His next movie better not be a meh, though. Yeah. Or else he's gone. Or he's gone. Well, we'll be having a more discussion about that in a little bit. And apparently we won't see it in the theater. We'll probably be streaming it. But I am putting He'll invite forward... us over to his house to watch it. Cool. Seeing as how he came up in conversation he's this week... He's probably got a nice TV. Yeah. 
I put, I'm putting forward. Oh, you've got more. I've got an Undoubted to put forward again. All right, let's do it. Which I've seen all their movies, so. All their movies? Well, I don't know how they identify, so I'm assuming it might be a there. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Oh, I already But know. the movie is who? It's uh, it's uh, it, uh, the Wachowskis. I wish. Oh. No, it's it's <laughs> not. Well, 1995. There. Maybe they identify something different now. I don't know. I haven't uh, seen this person since 2003 in a movie. All right, go ahead, anyways. 1995. Oh, Just Cause actors. was a Mondo. Just Cause. That was with Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah, it was Mondo. And then 1995, First Night, which was a meh. <laughs> oh, you no. met that one? <laughs> it was a meh. Is it? Do you think it was a Mondo? No. <laughs> I, thought would, rage. I, I thought you would rage on it. No. A lot of people raged it's, it's on got it. A, got, it's got a good cast. Okay, just refresh my memory, because maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly. First Night, he played King Arthur. Yeah. Yes. And Richard Gere played uh, Lancelot. And basically, he falls in love with Lady Guinevere. Oh, God. I don't know that that was a meh. I think it probably was, but you might have to go back and see it. Let me think about this while you go on with the Okay, so. good action scene. Then we've got The Rock, which was a Mondo. That was what they had the stupid We Will Rock You thing going on in it. No, no, that was was a different night. That was a different night? That was with. That was Night's Tale. Yeah, Night's Tale. It was a Mondo. Yeah, which was a meh. (laughs) Slash rage. But okay, that's, I, I'm not putting him. I'm not putting Heath Ledger forward. Okay, just second, okay. Though. The Rock is a Mondo. The Rock, yes. With Nicolas Cage. With, With Nick, Nick Cage? Cage and Steve uh, Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sean Connery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's a Mondo. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The Avengers. I gotta think about the this Avengers. <laughs> the <laughs> Avengers <laughs> is a meh. Oh, that Avengers. The 1998 Avengers is a meh. 1998, playing by the heart, was a Mondo. And entra- entrapment slash entrapant is a meh. Although I did was sexually attracted to both of them in love, so the age difference didn't bother me. Finding Forrester was a mondo. And this is the one that could ruin it for you. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a meh. The League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen was complete dog crap. You are being it's very the, kind right it's now. It's the biggest rage that there's ever been. What the hell are you even talking about? That movie was so freaking awful. You can't, you didn't think it was a freaking meh. You're not that dumb. I was going to give it a Mondo. No, you were not. No, you weren't. Anyways, is that, what, that couldn't have been the last one. That was his last movie. Okay, I don't I believe, even know what we're talking it's about. It's Sean Connery. That was his last movie. He, he retired from acting. Yeah. He retired. That movie broke him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, if you take out the last movie, he had a shot. But even there, he—I think he went down in flames with a couple of things <laughs> in there. He became Liam Neeson. So yeah, no, I'm sorry, uh, Sean Connery is not. People, undoubted. you heard it here first. Uh, it's Bryce again that's made it a ruin. Oh, it's you, Bendon. There's no way you thought that that was anything but a rage. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was just so frick. I'm gonna Do go back and watch it. You tonight. don't. You yeah, watch it again, please. I'm going to. I'm going to go buy it first, and then I'm going to watch it. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should spend money on it. Yes. Well, we got one on. We did. (laughs) Good news, people. It's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I actually didn't mind it, but a lot of people hated it. Oh, it was awful. I like Captain Nemo. He's cool. He goes in a boat underwater. Oh, my God. Not to mention, what's her name? Nikita, who was was like Mina from Dracula. Yeah, man. It was just all bad. So good. You talk about bad CGI. There's the freaking the start the of it. Poster child for bad CGI. Exactly. All right then. That's all for the list, I guess. Eh? It is. All right then. Last time on Rage or Dare, Jim thought the new Dare bag was a Halloween trick or treaters bag full of delicious candy, so he dug his hand in and pulled what appears to be an apple filled with razor blades. When he pulled nine lives, which we'd never even heard of. This week, both Jim and Bryce will have to either reach back into the apparent dare treat bag, or will they come back to the safety and security that only my awesome bag of tricks can provide? Let's check in with Jim and see if Jim pulled a murderous apple, or was it a sweet caramel apple in disguise? Well, Jim. Well, this is going to create a lot of controversy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. First scene in the helicopter. CGI was awful. It looked like he was not even on a green screen. It was on a blue screen. Okay, I've already forgotten. What are we talking about again? Nine lives. Nine lives. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 
which sets the stage for the rest of this CGI horror about to unfold. And Kevin Spacey, yeah, Kevin Spacey, this guy was Kaiser Soze, for God's sakes. This is the same actor? The delivery and acting by Spacey in this was so terrible, and I mean so terrible, I, I swear to God, he thought he was dialing it in so badly. There must have been a reason, though, why he made this movie. Think, Jim. Think. Think. Hmm. Perhaps he was being blackmailed. Yes, that's got to be it. By one of the underage boys he was making advances. And they said if he didn't make this terrible movie, destroying his career, that he would report him or something. It had to be the reason why he made this movie. Nothing else could have made sense. Fair enough. This must absolutely be the reason. This dialogue was so terrible, I thought to myself, what was the reason Kevin Spacey was not on our mesmerized list? Can you remember, Bryce? Oh, yeah. I remember. That's right. Because Bryce thought that The Life of David Gale was the worst movie ever made. True. And he is now wrong. Because... I now live inside your world, and it is not that movie. It is Nine Lives. Just a reminder, this has quite a few of my most hated things in it. Just to name a few. Annoying children you want to punch in the face. Mm. Terrible acting. Terrible script. Contrived story. CGI animals that are terrible CGI in general. People who get stuck in animals, other people, or in animate objects. I can't believe this is actually a subgenre that has more than one film in it. Comedies of things supposed to be comedy adjacent. Idiotic romance storylines in already dumb movies just to add more things that are annoying. Drunk cats or just cats that are more annoying than kids that you want to punch in the face. Terrible predictable drivel. Unrealistic business made up facts to build suspense are just annoying and not funny or suspenseful. Pretty much every single thing about this movie. Who is this movie made for? Children? Adults? People in mental asylums? People with Alzheimer's who won't remember it after they saw it the day before? People trying to learn English using the simplest and most annoying words in the English language? Only thing good in this film was Christopher Walken. And that is why it pains me so much to say that it is unfortunate that he has to be now taken out of the mesmerized list by rule put forward by Bryce, specific to Kevin Spacey in the life of David Gale. And since this movie was worse than that, unfortunately, Christopher Walken has now been removed from our mesmerized list. This was the worst movie ever made and gets a sadistic rage so powerful it has taken one of the most amazing actors off of our ever so fantastic mesmerized list wow that favorite makes, line makes me sad but i understand i use the newspaper in the poopy boxes and i see your face all the time this sums up the movie it is mm. a rage i'm sorry christopher walken I'm sorry christopher walken you're gonna have to make a whole bunch of good I, movies to try and get on our undoubted list now yeah i mean he made his bed. He's got to sleep in it. It's the way it goes. He picked this. And Kevin Spacey was in this. So double whammy. He's there not coming so, back. So even if I didn't, he probably would have been booted off they after this. They would have been both. It would have been of a double boot. This is literally the worst movie I've ever seen. It almost makes me want to see I it now. I that hard to believe. But. Yeah, you. Please don't see this. <laughs> I will pay you money not to see this movie. All right. It's awful. Oh, yeah, we got the other thing going on. Yeah, so we now so. have to make a decision. I think we're going to go in the new Dare bag. There's been so much good in this bag already. Yeah, it's such a... It's literally had plus, the worst movie we've ever picked. Plus, it's brand spanking new, and it, and it gave me actually a quite enjoyable movie. It gave you the best the pick. Time. Okay, Mer, hold it up and get Bryce pull from this bag. Bryce and I will be watching this movie when we come back to regular programming. In two weeks, but next week you get a special holiday Halloween special. All right, Jim, I have pulled the little piece of paper. I'm holding it in front of me. I'm uh, not. I'm not actually looking at it though. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to get your reaction, and then I'm going to read it. Whoa. Okay, we've got a whoa. I think that Turkish might be a... Star Wars, what the... which is an actual movie from what year? 1982. 
1982. Okay, just I, once again, you got to look this up because it seems like... Have you done any research into any of these? I did on this one, yeah. Okay, so it is an yep. actual... Okay. Yep, and it's one of those ones I have a feeling that we're going to have a hard time finding. Yep. But I'm sure you can find everything because you have that talent. It looks like it was made... Was it 2009? No, 1982, it oh, says 1982. here. 1982. There's another one here. Hold on. There's more than one Turkish Star Wars? Yeah, hold on. I looked this up before when I found when they gave me this item. All right, then. I have no idea what to even say about this. What do you got to say about Turkish Star Wars there, Murray? Anything exciting? I'm sure it has subtitles, so I wouldn't it's want to watch it. It's also pronounced, I can't pronounce this, but this is it, if you can read that in Turkish. Dunyai Kurtaran Adam. Yep. Wow. Turkish okay. Star Wars. Sure. Uh, okay, well, uh, we're, we'll try. Yeah, we're going to try our <laughs> we got, heart, we hardest. Got, we got two weeks to, to try. It's po- hey, This is only right up from Wikipedia. This film is popularly known as Turkish Star Wars due to its notorious... Unauthorized use of footage, music, and sound effects from Star Wars oh, yeah, and that. other science fiction films. I can't wait to see this, actually. Uh, yeah, if it's got unauthorized music and stuff, it won't be on YouTube, I can tell you that. Uh, oh, Never know. Lucas would have We're going to do our damn to find it. Apparently, pulled. whoever submitted this saw it, so I can't imagine that we won't be maybe, able maybe to. Maybe they can lend it to you. Yep, absolutely. All right. All right well, this has been a great, great week. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film Rage Crew. Leonard Conlon is artistic vision via Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FilmRageYYC and on YouTube and our website at FilmRageYYC.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please go on to Apple Podcasts and rate us, review us, Tell us stuff or our website. You can also say stuff or on Podchaser and comment often. And please, if you do anything, make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.